Hello and greetings to each of you this day. I am your host of the Being Love in Action podcast, Reverend Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. Listen, I'm a grace girl, daughter of the King of Kings and a disciple and lover of Jesus Christ. And I invite you to walk with me today as I share a word of encouragement. So grab your coffee or have a sip of tea with me while being encouraged, empowered, and even challenged as we learn through the gospel of Jesus Christ, the life applications of what it truly means to being love in action. Thank you for tuning in today. We welcome you back to the broadcast. I'm always excited when it comes to this time of the week that I can share with you guys and just share the word and just thank each and every one of you who are who have been part of the podcast for this last year. We want to thank you as we are preparing to go into the next year and we're expecting God to do even greater things through and with this ministry. God bless you. And I pray this week has been one that's already been a blessed one. Amen. And that no matter what you're facing or what you may face or what you think you're going to face, you know that with Christ, you can do all things. Amen. And glory to God. Today, we're going to jump in to the word. We're going to get back to the series. We're on the Attitudes of Love series. In the last podcast, we did the one about unity, not division. Amen. The Attitude of Love, which is unity and not division. This week, we're going to talk about the Attitude of Love and the Attitude of Love series. We're going to talk about keeping it real, how keeping it real is not keeping it God. Amen. Keeping it real is not keeping it God. Amen. And, you know, that's a saying you hear all the time. I hear it all the time. If if I can be honest with you, I despise that term. And, and, and when we're talking, we're not talking about people that are unsaved. OK, because we already know what the world looks like because they don't. For those who are not believers in Christ, there is an expectation of uh, lifestyles that are lived um hearts that are not filled with the glory and grace of God and salvation of Christ. We expect people who don't know Christ to behave in a certain way. So when I do these podcasts, it is not directed to those who are outside of the will of God because we are not to judge them. Amen. You know, God is the ultimate judge, but as believers in Christ, we are to hold each other accountable based on the word of God. Amen. And so today, It's going to be challenging because it challenges me first before it even gets to you guys. I say that all the time, but I want you to understand that. And for any, you know, pastors, preachers who are on, who are listening, you understand that we understand very clearly that before we get a word, God is usually dealing with us. There are some things that we have to look at inside of ourselves and make sure that we are lining up to the word of God ourselves. You know, unfortunately, we're in a time where, you know, people, People forget who they are and they forget whose they are and they forget their assignment. In other words, they're forgetting who's the one that is dictating to them. And I maybe I shouldn't say dictate because that sounds kind of, you know, brokish. But, you know, who is guiding them to do what they have been called to do. So today we're going to talk about keeping it real. 
And we know that um, an attitude, uh, the definition of attitude is a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something, typically one that is reflected in a person's behavior. So the attitude has everything to do with our behavior, how we speak, how we talk, how we think, how we move, how we act. And so one of the things I want to talk about is keeping it real. Many times we hear people say keeping it real. And when I hear Christians say keeping it real, it's usually followed by very mean, harsh, abusive, rude words, rude sayings. Let's be honest. You know, um, one of the things I like to think about is the word of God and how we are supposed to respond to one another. You know, one of the, the, the synonyms for attitude is honesty, truth, confess, make aware. So when I think of keeping it real, um, it should be interchange or is interchangeable with being truthful, being honest, um, making someone aware of something maybe that they're unaware of. Right. Um, so that's what it is. And, and, but usually when people say keeping it real, it's used when people are saying something to someone about something they may or may not know. Usually when it's used, it comes across very mean spirited, rude, harsh, or destructive. So today I'm going to use some words. So um, you may not want to necessarily have the kids around while you're listening to it. It's not necessarily any, you know, cursing, but you know, these are adults. So I'm going to use very real um, phrases I've heard people say, whether it's to me or, you know, phrases I've heard men and women of God say, okay. Again, we know that we've heard these words and these phrases said, uh, in the context of people who are unsaved, but I'm talking about men and women of God here is, I'm going to say 15 different statements that I want to say before we get into the actual meat, the word. Okay. The first thing I've heard people say, and you probably heard it say is the reason you can't get or keep a man is because you don't know how to cook. You, your house is nasty and, and you nasty, even your body nasty. Second one, the reason I don't want to marry you is because you broke. You still live at home and your sex is whack. I need a man's man. Hmm. Another example. Number three, girl, you lazy. Why are you so stupid? Grow up. Get a backbone. Stop letting people walk all over you. Number four. Hmm. You ain't number to womanizer. You supposed to be a man of God and you sleeping with all these different women. How dare you? Number five. I'm not attracted to you because you too fat. I'm used to my women being slim and trim with a big butt, a small waist and a big butt and a pretty face. You too fat. Number six, what kind of pastor's wife are you? You don't dress nor act like one. Number seven, you can't be part of our group because <laughs> you don't look like us. You don't think like us. Look at your clothes. Look at your shoes. You ain't rocking belt, uh, red bottoms. Number eight, I'm going to say how I feel and I don't care who don't like it because I'm going to always keep it real. Number nine. I'm not going to marry her because she have kids and I'm not taking care of another man's kids. Number 10, I'll sleep with her because her sex good, but I'm not going to marry her. Number 11, they've been divorced before. I don't want no damaged goods. Number 12, they've been married and divorced too many times. That's too much baggage for me. Mm -mm, something must be wrong with him. Something must be wrong with her. Number 13, they're not college education. So in my opinion, they don't have an opinion. Number 14, they from the hood. They on Section 8. They from the projects. They just ghetto. They don't know nothing better. 
Number 15. And this is the last one. They don't want nothing because they can't they can work hard like me and do what I did if they want to make it. They just lazy. And you you may want to say, wow, where did she get all of these quotes from? You know, I explained to you, these are quotes I've heard people say. These are quotes that I've seen people post on Facebook that are men and women of God. And when I say men and women of God, I'm not necessarily talking about in titles. I'm saying as believers in Christ, part of the body, I call men and women of God who are also believers, who are part of the body, part of the ecclesia, right? Not just a leader. Amen. I want us to understand that when I talk, I use it interchangeably. So why so harsh? You know, why, why, why? You know, I said, God, why is it, you know, and to be honest, you know, I have to separate myself many times from people. I pray for them and, you know, because, you know, and not out of, you know, I see so much sometimes and I, I hear so much that, you know, it, it grieves my spirit. And it grieves me even more when I see men and women of God who who love God. Many are anointed, many blessed. Some of them have ministries and some are growing in grace and they're bringing others to Christ. But the, their their behavior, their attitude, they still have some of those things from the world that they have not released unto God. Amen. And what it does is it destroys the message of the cross, because what I've come to understand is that many of us, when we have these kind of attitudes, we forget who we are. My opinion and what I believe and what I see and what I know from the word of God is that love is what's missing. You know, the Bible says and Johnson and, and Paul says it all the time that we are to, to he said it, you know, speak in 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 love, right? In love, but also truth in love. And and, and when I want to look at Ephesians four verses two to three. The apostle says, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Any of those statements I made, some of them very well may be true in certain contexts, right? We cannot take statements such as those that I've read and lump everybody in the same group. That's one thing that we do that's out, that's not biblical and it's out of the will of God. And the other thing is we are to make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. How can you expect to say something like one of those statements I said to someone and really think that you can minister to them? How can you minister to someone and tell them, you know, you just nasty. You know, you can't get no husband if you're nasty. Getting a husband should not be the basis of them being clean. Being a woman who honors herself um, and, and want to keep a clean home is something she should want to do. But guess what? We don't know if she, that person was raised in a home at all. They could have been raised from house to house. They could have been homeless. They may not had someone to teach them what it means to be clean. And so we begin to form opinions of people and out of our haughtiness and pride, we begin to say things which may be truth, but how we say it is really the point that we miss. You may have a woman 
who may be 40 years old now, who may not have come up like you did. And so some things in her life she didn't experience. She maybe didn't have certain avenues to teach her certain things about hygiene or uh, certain things about relationships and the social graces and all of those things. Uh, So they may be awkward. Right. And so how can we minister to people if we are not bearing with one another in love? So anybody who used the term, I'm keeping it real. I'm telling you now you're out of the will of God. How can I say that? How can you say that woman of God? Because usually when people say keep it real, it's coming from a mean spirited place. Because if you really want to be a blessing to that woman, and this is not just for women, I'm talking to men as well. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. And sometimes, yes, we get frustrated. That's why he says we are to bear with one another in love. That's long suffering love. He says in first Corinthians 13 and 13, that is one of the founding scriptures of my ministry. It says that out of, out of faith, hope, and love, these three remain, but the greatest is love. I am a conduit. And that is part of the message of my assignment is to promote love. We cannot confess to be lovers of Christ and we do not love one another. That is an action word. That is what this foundation of this podcast was based off. Being love in action. What is the biblical principles and the foundation life application of being love in action? Keeping it real is not it is not being love in action. You tell me an example of anyone saying something, starting it with keeping it real or keeping it real. It's the ending part of it. And love was nowhere in it. And I've heard people say, well, you know, I love you. I'm just telling you in love. No. Am I saying that we can't be honest? Absolutely not. We must be honest, but we must do it with the spirit of love. I go back to you know, first Corinthians 13. And what does the word of God say in in first Corinthians 13? So understanding That love is the assignment and what God, one of the assignments that God has for me to promote. Many of the things that I see, it's always coming from a perspective of how to love. How am I loving them? What is the life application? And really and truly, honestly, all of us as believers should have that same mentality. It should be part of our daily lifestyle. Let's look at 2 Timothy verses chapter 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 2 through 5. And here is why keeping it real is not keeping it God. 
We already know that, you know, the mindset of keeping it real is one that's not keeping it God because because it comes from a mean spirited place. If you give me an example of someone saying I'm going to keep it real and didn't come back with a bunch of adjectives that describe maybe something in truth, but it described the very ugliness or the harshness of that situation. It was not preceded with with love and, and tenderness and humility and gentleness. I just read it to you in the word of God, Ephesians 4, 2 and 3. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. I know some of our personalities are ones that we can speak and it can come off very harsh. I know people like that. And then that's where you got to decipher that. Is it really coming from a place of love or is it just their personality? But even if in our personalities, we can still say it with a mindset um, of being saying it in love. And I want us to look at the behaviors and actions, the method of what is the method of keeping it real? I'm telling you again, the method of keeping it real is the actions or behavior. And many times it is not keeping it God. Look at what Timothy said. This is how we'll know. These are the life applications. These are the the ways that we will know when keeping it real is not why keeping it real is not keeping it God. Look at uh, 2 Timothy 3, 2 through 5. It says people will be lovers of themselves, money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy. Look at uh, verse 3 with out love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good. Verse four, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Again, can we be honest that these are many attributes that you see of people that are supposed to be lovers of Christ, disciples of Christ, followers of Christ. Verse five, it says, having a form of godliness, but not denying its power. The reason why people use keeping it real, because they can, they're still within their own governing selves. They are denying the power of the Holy Spirit that's supposed to live in them, that's working through them to be able to be humble and gentle, to be able to be bearing with their brothers or sisters. Keep it honest. I already gave you some of the synonyms for uh, keeping it real because it's supposed to mean being truthful. Can you be truthful to someone without damaging them? Can you be truthful with someone and love and be truthful and make them aware? Maybe they're not aware that their body odor is offensive to other people. Maybe they never learned how to bathe or wipe themselves properly. Let's be honest. Maybe they don't always have dish dishwashing, uh, not dishwashing soap powder to, to wash their clothes. And they never had someone like me that can tell them, listen, if you run out of soap powder, let me tell you, you can use soap. A dishwashing liquid to clean your clothes, wash them in the tub and wring them out. I don't know about you, but I know what it means to not have certain things and learn how to survive and wake up every day and walk out the door and people will look at you and think you got it all together. You, I thank God that I don't look like what I've been through on the outside. I know what it means to survive and still keep my head up. Lovers of Christ, beloved of God, we got to remember that 
that keeping it real is not keeping it God if we're not operating in a spirit of love. Some of the women, uh, I see women with great ministries uh, that's doing so much, but sometimes we miss the basics. We got to get back to love. We can't teach them how to be wives, how to be good mothers, how to be good uh, sisters, how to be good uh, in good relationships. And we don't teach them in love how to love themselves. See, we get so caught up in our own abilities. We get caught up in our own methods and ways. Paul just said it. He said there will be lovers of themselves. Conceited, how many folk running around in ministries and they're conceited because they act like and they think like and they think they got it all together. But when the psalmist said, Oh, thank you, God, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. Oh, I love it, I love it, I love it because I'm always humbled when I remember that I'm a wretch, when I'm reminded of how good. Good God loves me, oh, beloved of God. I can shout right up in here. I think about what the prophet said. Even on our greatest and best days, we are like filthy rags. How dare you think that you can keep it real and not keep it God and look down on someone or speak harshly to them when you yourself are a wretch. Can I be honest with you today? Beloved of God, uh, we think we got it all together, but we're missing it. We're missing it. Uh, Keeping it real is not keeping it God. Can I bless you on today? People of God, can I bless you on today and let you know the Bible says in verse five, it says having a form of godliness, but denying its denying its power have nothing to do with such people. You know, one of the blessings of the word of God is that it brings correction. It brings conviction to those of us who are, you know, believers in Christ, those who have the Holy Spirit that lives in us. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'll i be the first one to say we got to be honest with one another. That's part of the problem with the body of Christ. We're not honest with one another. We're not making each other accountable for our behaviors, uh, for the keeping it real mentality that has swept the church today, that movement of keeping it real. And everybody walking around like it's all about them and they got it all together and they can, everybody is now a a expert in love, an expert in marriage, but who is an expert in love? Jesus Christ is the example and model of love. It doesn't matter what you have. He says out of your faith, out of your hope in God, the greatest of these is love. Oh, beloved of God, I challenge you today. If you've any attributes of keeping it real and which is not keeping it, God, I ask you to repent today. Listen, we need you women. We need you brothers. We need you to be and 
to, to grow the church and to be all that God has called you to be. But you must do it with the spirit of love. Listen, too many times we forget the Beatitudes. You know, it says in 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3, it tells you everything that love is not. But then when it gets to verse 4, it begins to say love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It's not prideful. And it goes down. I did the series. This this podcast was founded off of that text. So for me, this is part of my DNA. This is part of who I am. So many times I grow silent as I seek the father because I'm human too. Sometimes I want to keep it real too. Can I be honest? Oh, yes. Sometimes I see stuff. And I want to just say it. And I've even typed stuff sometimes on social media and I had to retract it and not even send it off. Sometimes I got to pace my mouth. You know what the word says? The word is like the tongue is like a two edged sword. Our tongue can speak life or it can speak death. Too many times we're speaking death. We're not speaking love because we're keeping it real. So for anyone who's listening today. And maybe you're saying, you know, I I hear this podcast and, you know, I want to know about more about Jesus, the Christ. The word of God says that we all have sinned. We fall all fall short of the glory of God. We all do. Even if we that's Romans three and two, 23. Listen, even when you come to know Christ, you're still going to have some areas in your personality that you got to work through. You got to get in the word. You got to study the word of God. You got to use the word and apply it to your life so that it becomes a part of your everyday lifestyle. You know, I use the word as a as a, a, a daily evaluation for myself. God, am I being kind? Am I being mean spirited? You know, I, just to kind of make it laugh a little bit. You know, one of my, my friends said yesterday, you know, for us women who are, you know, have those monthly times of the month, sometimes we lose our mind. I'm, I'm just going to keep it real with you. Yesterday, I had a taste for some. I got up out of the bed at 930 at night to go ride to get some um, junior mints and to get some muncho chips. Oh, yes, I did. And it was raining people. And the funny thing is I got to one store and they, they didn't have the muncho chips. So I called another store to find out if they had it before I got there. And a dear friend of mine had to laugh. She said, you know, they need to give women a pass or maybe we need to have a card or something just for us for that time of the month. And you know what? It's real. Oh, yes, it is. It is so real. I tell y'all, PMSing is real. For all you husbands, y'all already know what time of day it is. So my future husband, he'll just have to understand. He'll, he'll, he'll understand. And I make that smile and I make that laugh because I am aware that usually my mindset is a little unbalanced during that time of the month. I can be crabby. I can get a little irritated. Most women do. But that still does not give me the right to be ugly and to be mean spirited. And so now I am aware of it even more so as I've gotten older. And because of as God is growing me in my relationship with him, I'm mindful of it. Sometimes I'll just go, okay, I know I see my mindset. I'll just go in my room. I'll pray or I'll just watch TV and leave everybody alone. So I say to you today, 
I pray that as a result of this message that you heard, that it blesses you. But I also pray that it gives you uh, a mindset if you're listening and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior. That it gives you uh, the, the, the drive or the want to learn more about Jesus the Christ. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. Once you do that, you find a local church body to become a part of that teach the word of God and then become baptized and learn about baptism and all the things of God. But get your Bible and learn and read it and study it for yourself. Listen, that's my time for today. I love each and every one of you with the love of Christ. I pray that this week continues to be one filled with the blessings of God, no matter what you face. Remember that you have been sealed with the promise and that promise is the gift of the Holy Spirit that will help you through everything in life. The word of God says we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. Listen, remember until next week to always give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. I am Reverend Casey Williams of King C. Williams Ministries. Thank you for tuning in to the Being Love in Action podcast. God bless you. Until next time.